Welcome to Kick Your Butts, a show where excuses, limits, and boundaries go to die. Where moving through everything that's holding you back is the key to stepping onto your infinite path and achieving the success you deserve in life, business, and relationships. It's time to take those butts and kick them into oblivion. Now here's your host, Susan Desenzi. Welcome back to another episode of Kick Your Butts, where we are here obliterating those boundaries, dissolving those limitations, releasing those excuses, and learning how to really step onto our infinite path and into our infinite possibilities. I am so excited to be here today with a very special guest. And you guys, you know, you may hear me say that kind of every week when I have a guest. Well, you know what? Here's the truth. All my guests are special. They're hand-selected by me, duh. But they're special because they all bring such a beautiful, unique flavor to their expertise and to their work, and they're making huge impacts in the world. So I am here to introduce to you today someone who's going to be a little bit different than maybe some of the other guests I've had. She has an amazingly unique story. I've never met anybody just like her as far as like her past and where she's at now. And that blows my mind. So I'd love and I'm honored to introduce you to Kim Shirello is in the house. Before I introduce you more fully, Kim, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Susan. I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm super excited to have you. So let me tell you a little bit about Kim. Check this out, guys. This is, this is wild shit here. Okay, Kim has been providing spiritual workshops and intuitive energy healing facilitation through private sessions and workshops for over 15 years, as well as being a frequent speaker at metaphysical conferences. Now, to facilitate the healing process, Kim utilizes her advanced intuitive abilities of clairsentience, clairvoyance, being an empath, and a very kinesthetic and, and well, I said empath, but empathic abilities as a medium to communicate with the client's soul. How cool is that? As well as incorporating advanced energy healing modalities, including something I've never heard before on this level, evolutionary Reiki. Wow, I want to hear a little bit more about that. And she helps spiritual seekers and teachers, energy healers, intuitives to really take their abilities and their businesses to the next level. Now, what's so cool about this is that Kim didn't start this way, and we're going to get into her story in a minute. One of the things that I want to comment on first before I hear more about how she got to this place is that Kim used to be an aerospace engineer right? Okay. Did you hear what I said? Aerospace engineer, and she works as a spiritual teacher and facilitator. So aerospace engineer working on a space shuttle payload with NASA. And now she is a spiritual teacher and intuitive energy healing facilitator. Kim's passion is really, really about teaching people how to attain their own spiritual mastery in this lifetime and to inspire them on their path. Do you see the similarities, people? Me, you know, teaching you how to walk your infinite path and, and Kim helping you step onto your spiritual path and walk that with mastery, amazing stuff. And she really, like, she runs the gamut. And I know I'm just babbling on here, but Kim's got such an amazing background that I just got to share this with you guys before I really kind of let her share her story. She really helps people do amazing things. Like one of the things that she's done 
is she has helped people who were having like infertility issues for years. Like, I think it was like, Kim, correct me if I'm wrong, like eight years or so, right? Yes. Yeah. Help them to get pregnant. Wow, that's that's a gift. She has helped people learn and be able to sleep through the night after long periods of insomnia. She's helped people learn how to be pain-free after decades of chronic pain. And she's helped them to meet their life partner after years of searching now. How cool is that? So Kim, my God, what a history. How did you go? Like, I want to hear your story. How did you go from being an aerospace engineer to a spiritual teacher and energy facilitator. Yes, it is. It is a great story. And I'll give you the, the short version of that for sure. You know, yeah, I was an aerospace engineer, master's in electrical engineering, as they would call me an engine nerd versus engineer. <laughs> Love that. Engineered. <laughs> and at that time, it was if you can't prove it to me, I'm not going to believe it. Mm -hmm. And um, I started having medical issues and the medical community were having trouble figuring out what was going on. So I get kept getting sent from specialist to specialist. Oh, yeah. Months Ugh. and months and months. So they finally ruled out everything they could think of. And, really? And my, my symptoms were getting worse. And oh, I said, well, now what? And I was told, well... On the table, the worst one was potentially a brain tumor, which they did rule out. But basically, it was like, yeah, you could be dying, and they're taking months to figure this out. Wow, finally, how scary. Yeah, very scary. And finally, they said, well, we don't know. So just schedule with a neurologist in one year, and if the symptoms get worse, come back. Oh, my God. So they were kind of blowing you off like, sorry, we've done all we can, so just go see the neurologist, and oh, well. Right. I mean, I'd already seen it. Let's go for a checkup in a year. Unless oh, a checkup in a year. A okay. checkup. Yeah. Just And then if your symptoms get worse, come back. So it was like, oh, wait God. and see. Maybe if the symptoms get worse, we can figure it out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and so at that point, I realized that I really felt and I really believed that I was dying, that they weren't going to figure it out. And I was going to die before they figured it out. Oh my God. And um, for people who follow astrology, I was 27 at the time, so I was going through my Saturn return. And for people who know about that, Saturn is about your life's work. And if you're off track at your Saturn return, you will do a 180, a 360, something like that. Uh-oh, <laughs> I can see where this is going. The trajectory of that one is pretty clear, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So crazy. I thought to myself, well, if I'm going to die, and I really felt I was going to die in like, you know, three months or something like that. Wow. I'm going to die. I should know what's the meaning of life and what's my part in life before I go. Yeah. Um, so I started, I started searching for it. And long story short, and it is a fun story, but long story short, I, I found out about these spiritual classes. And at the time, it was, I didn't believe in it. But at the time, it was like, well, I'm dying. What do I have to lose? Wow. In my mindset, I felt I was dying. And what do I have to lose? And so, um, and, and as the universe supports you on your path, spirit supports you, I found the classes and it ended up classes this weekend. And oh, by the way, there's an opening. Do you want it? Oh my God, isn't that divine timing, right? Exactly. And I didn't 
again, I was taking the class thinking like, I don't believe in this BS, right? But yeah. you know what? There's nothing for me to lose. And I probably won't stay. It's a day long workshop. I probably won't stay. I'll just leave. But I'll just at least see, you know, stay for an hour or something like that. Not only did I not leave, I stayed for the entire day <laughs> and, and found myself saying like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and, How cool. And not only did I stay for the entire day, at the end of the class, the teacher said, you know, part two of the class is coming up and there is an opening as well. Would you like that opening? And it was like an out-of-body experience or maybe like a bubble coming from your head as a cartoon character. I heard, yeah. myself, I heard myself saying, yes, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> now, but in your mind, though, is your mind going, what the hell did I just say? <laughs> Yeah, or were you yeah. just, were you saying that or were you just kind of going with the flow? Like, okay, I just said that. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, it was, it was more, I was still wrapping my brain around that I didn't leave class early. Wrapping okay. my brain around, like, this is all making sense to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, huh. Um, and, you know, it ends up that that particular spiritual teacher uh, went to all of her classes and it aligned with me and it gave me the tools and the skills that I needed to find my answers for uh, the meaning of life and what is my part in life. Wow. So then what happened with your physical stuff? Did it start to diminish and go away? Did your symptoms start to get better or was that still another period of time? Well, that's the part of the story I, I um, didn't share. Let's see if I can say this quickly. So since I thought I was dying and I'm trying new things, I decided to try a massage. I'd had one once before and I, I negotiated a free massage with joining a gym. Again, it was like, I'm dying, but okay, I wanted to join a gym. So again, it sounds ridiculous. But, no, it doesn't. I, it's, I, I, it doesn't at all. <laughs> like when we're in that space where we think that this really negative, you know, thing is happening, um, like we're dying, then all of a sudden we do kind of suspend those, what I would call the excuses and the limits and the boundaries of I'll do it someday, uh, but I don't have time right now, or I want to do it, but you know, it's not that important when you're dying or you think you're dying. It's like, well, shoot, if, if getting a massage and joining a gym is on my bucket list, even if it's, you know, not like traversing Kilimanjaro or something, well then, yeah, I'm going to do it. So it doesn't sound crazy at all, actually. <laughs> oh, good, good. Well, anyway, so during, it was a new person to me and I'm new to massage. And during the massage, the massage therapist kept saying to me, is there anything wrong with you? I don't like doing fluff and buff massages. And at ah. that point, I didn't want to talk about it anymore. I'd been going months and months to specialists and being poked and prodded and sure. all sorts of, and I just didn't want to talk about it anymore. So I kept saying, no, no, nothing's wrong with me. But he kept asking. So finally, I told him about my symptoms. And they were, my symptoms were that uh, I started getting numbness in my hand. So they thought it was carpal tunnel. But then it started going up my arm, eventually over the course of the months, up my neck over the top of my head and down the other side of my neck. Holy cow. So, you know, they tested me for muscle issues, for nerve issues, for the brain tumor, like everything, and everything was fine. And so at the time, I told I shared this with a the massage therapist, and at that point in the massage, I was laying on my back, and he was massaging my shoulders. So he started palpitating under my collarbone. And he went, whoa, do you feel that? The thing that feels like a rock, 
<laughs> and I said, yes. And he says, that's the blah, blah, blah muscle. And that muscle is a really tiny muscle, but it wraps around your main brachial artery and your main brachial nerve. Your left wow. arm. And it wow. all goes up your neck. I'm going to push on it. Tell me if the symptoms could get worse. And before I could say no, because I was scared, I didn't want anything to get worse. He pushed on it and it did get worse. And I said, yes. And he said, well, yeah, I have, I've been a massage therapist for years. I've never, ever seen anyone tense this tiny little muscle. I have no idea how you did it, but it'll just take some sessions and we can loosen that up. Holy crap. So he found in five minutes what specialist upon specialist upon specialist could not find in months. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, God, you know, see, I get chills with that story because it's like something so simple and yet we get so caught in, in the way we're kind of taught to think about things, right? Like you have these symptoms, you go to the doctor. If you go to the doctor, you get these tests, you get the results. They say, yes, no, you keep going on step by step and blah, blah, blah. But in certain situations, obviously like yours and many, many people, we get to a point where there isn't this physical answer that we can clearly see. And then we're left sitting there spinning in the wind like, are we crazy? Is there something wrong with me? Like what's going on when it could be as simple as something emotional or what you've now gone into in energy work, which I, I want to dive into emotional or physical. It's the energy that's trapped that's creating this. And look, so how many sessions ultimately was it? Do you remember? I don't. It was quick. It was, it was quick. Know, a month or I two. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It was quick. <laughs> okay, so now combined with that, so now you've gone to the spiritual teacher. Now, have you been studying with the teacher for a period of time at this point, or was this relatively right after you started taking those classes that you saw the massage therapist? So you keep asking me questions that's getting me further into the story. <laughs> that's awesome, though. I want to get into this story. It's all good. <laughs> okay, cool. I just want to make sure you wanted to go there. So it ended up that... Uh, the massage was first and the massage therapist during the session talked the whole time, which I was not happy with. I'm like, I just want to quiet. I just want to relax. But I really liked his technique. So I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. I wanted to go back for other massages, but he kept talking the whole time about the spiritual teacher and these spiritual classes and, and how much I would love the teacher and I'd love the classes. And I'm thinking, Oh God, he's another boulder lunatic. You know, <laughs> Oh my God, just keep your mouth shut. Or you want to have more oh. questions with him. You don't want to hurt his feelings. And then after this, and it kept saying like, oh, you have such powerful energy and you remind me of the other women in the group, in the spiritual classes and wow. blah, blah, blah. And, and when the session was done and we were sitting in the waiting room, just talking a little bit and working on scheduling the next appointment, he asked me out. And oh. And in, in that point in time, being the engineer that I was, I had to know somebody for months before I'd even consider going on a date with them. Again, there was that bubble coming from my head. And I, <laughs> the state. I'm watching myself. And I said, yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
like spirit took over Kim's body and said, Kim, we have been bashing you on the head for a while. You are not listening. So now we have to get in there to help you listen to us a little bit louder. Right. I was trusting my intuition for the yeah. time, although I didn't have the language at the time. Sure. Um, sure. So we, we ended up dating for just a couple of weeks and, and on our last date, he mentioned that his ex-girlfriend still lived with him in a one-bedroom apartment. And she had no job, so she couldn't afford to live anywhere else. And at that point, like, okay. red flag, red flag. I said, you know what? I feel more comfortable continuing dating you once she moves out. And he said, oh, I'll talk to her. And um, an aside, he would told me that she was a psychic as well and would do readings for him. So the next day, I got a voicemail from him breaking up with me, saying that she did a reading. He told her what we talked about. She did a reading for him and said that the highest plan for him was to go back and start dating her and to break <laughs> up with me. Of course. Of course, right? Duh, right? And, yeah. um, and again, I'm having this new experience of normally in the past when a boyfriend would end the relationship, I would just kind of, you know, tuck my tail between my legs and go home and pout and eat a lot of ice cream. And instead, I got angry. I, and I'm not saying that was the highest way for me to respond, but I got angry. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, of course she's going to, like, you don't need to be psychic to figure out that that's what she's going to tell you. Right, <laughs> like, right. I'm like, she doesn't have to get a job. If she, if you guys start dating again, <laughs> and she can live with you still, well, it's really easy. And he refused to answer his phone. And it was we'd only been dating for a couple of weeks, so I didn't know where exactly he lived. So I couldn't go to his house to see him in person since he wasn't answering his phone. And I filled up his entire voicemail box. I just kept calling and <laughs> leaving message after message after how stupid he was to like believe what she was saying and giving his power away and all that. But he, the whole, so I was angry. So after I pulled up his voicemail box, the, the full story is I had never wanted to go to those spiritual classes. He kept pushing me. And what happens when someone pushes you? Your knee-jerk reaction is to push back. So I kept saying, no, 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 I don't want to go to these classes. No, 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 no. But after that, I was so angry. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to that class. And I'm going <laughs> to tell that teacher she's insane and I'm going to walk out. And then I'm going to go back to him and tell him he misunderstands everything she's teaching. And he is clueless. <laughs> I love sometimes how, you know, everybody's so afraid of their emotions, right? They're so afraid of the pain, right? Oh, man, I'm going to feel the pain. I'm so afraid of being angry. I'm so afraid of feeling this pain and this hurt and the sadness and this distrust. And, you know, one of the things that I want people to understand more than anything is how to allow yourself to be in the muck of that pain and learn how to walk with it instead of trying to get rid of it. Like you started to say, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have responded that way. That wasn't the best way to respond. Hell no, that was the best way for you to respond was to stand in that anger, feel the anger and allow the anger to be that almost kind of like, maybe it was coming from the quote unquote, not best door as far as I'm going to be a rebel and get vengeance on him and tell him that she's wrong and he's wrong and they're crazy. <laughs> that what it really did 
was it opened the doorway for you to go into energy facilitation. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the time, it was an amazing thing for me to do because I hadn't stood up for myself before. Uh, right. Mm, so I yeah. was standing up for myself. So definitely amazing. Looking back on it, I say like, well, I don't recommend to people that, you know, yelling at someone or acting out is a plan and the wise place to come from, right? We want to learn to heal through our issues so you can talk to them in a whatever, you know, um, calm way and, and what, but, but at the time that was an amazing shift for me, right? To, to go from, I'm not standing up for myself to not only, you know, I'm standing up for myself and telling this person what for, and, you know, and that kind of thing. So yeah, it was great. And, and the fact that once I got to that first class, I realized, oh, this is, this is giving me the tools and the skills to find my answers to the meaning of life and my purpose in life, what I've been searching for. Yeah. And there is no way in hell I would have ever gone to that class on my own. I would never even have looked for a spiritual class. I love that. So then, you know, after you're taking these classes and you've kind of fulfilled that that <laughs> that thought of vengeance in the back of your mind that really kind of backfired on you, which was a good thing. And you were able to, you know, have your voice and stand in that power is that when kind of and I and I want to go into a little bit of what before we get into what energy work really is. For those of you listening, I want to explain super quickly about what clairsentience and clairaudience and clairvoyance is. All the clairs, you might have heard of them, clairsentient, clairaudient, claircognizant, clairvoyant. These are various ways that we all tap into that deeper, what you might call psychic. You might call that kind of You've heard the term maybe extrasensory perception or that we don't use all of our uh, abilities as a, a conscious being of our brain. We don't use all of our capacity. You've probably heard about it through a gazillion different ways, right? Through various different avenues and across all different domains and from different arenas like within the scientific community, within the spiritual community. Everybody's going to have a bit of a different language. Well, Claire sentience, and I, I'll, I know what they are, but Kim, I, I would love, since you're clairsentient and clairvoyant, I would love for you to share from your perspective what that has meant to you and kind of how that came about then. Yeah, definitely. And can I just first, I just want to circle back. I did thank the ex-boyfriend and his, his then-girlfriend for the mess that we created because it helped me find my answer and helped me find oh, the spiritual path. So I did go back to them and they didn't understand why I was not angry anymore after I'd yelled so much. And, and I really was, I was just thrilled. I'm like, you two have each other. Like that wasn't the highest, that wasn't the highest plan for me to end up with you. <laughs> right, right. And I, and I saw something a while back and I actually created a meme for it because it was like, oh yeah, I never, I just never put it together. I never thought of it that way. And so when you said mess just now, it's like your mess plus age time becomes your message, right? Listen, look at the word message, mess and age put together. So your mess with age, with time becomes your message. And that's exactly what it sounds like happened for you. Yes, I love that. I love that. Wow. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. you definitely have to coin that. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I'm probably not the first. I hadn't <laughs> seen it or heard it anywhere. It just hit me when one day when somebody, I don't know, probably on social media, somebody posted something and I was looking at the word. I'm a big language person. And I was looking at the word and I went, oh my gosh, mess and age is message. Well, anyway. Okay. So what exactly? So, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I've been intuitive ever since I was a child. I just didn't have language for it. And whenever I would say something, my parents would yell at me and say, how do you know that? Where's your proof? And and like, I didn't know, I thought everyone knew what I was picking up on, right? So you learned to not say things anymore. <laughs> so they were around for a while. And, and as I teach in my classes, is that your intuition is what develops as you grow spiritually. Your intuition, the five different intuitive abilities will be will grow and you'll hone them just like we have our five senses of seeing and smelling and touching and tasting and I'm skipping hearing. hearing. Oh, I'm skipping one. <laughs> I always do that too. I always skip one. I'm like, which one did I miss? Right. So they all we all have intuitive abilities. Right. Just like an Olympic athlete cannot be an Olympian without honing and training and practicing. It's the same thing with our intuitive abilities. And, you know, people usually stop me at this point and say, like, Kim, I don't want to be intuitive. I don't want to be a psychic. Like, ah, there's negative connotation. And, right? And, and, I, and I say, no, it's not to be a reader or to do intuitive readings. It's so that you can have clear communication with your own inner self, your own higher self soul. Yes, because yes. Your own higher self soul knows the most joy-filled, love-filled, peace-filled, ease-filled, fill in the blank filled path forward for you, why would you not want to have that clear communication? Exactly. And yes. why would you not want to hone the skills to learn that clear communication? Right? So everyone has has things and has things that you have one or two intuitive abilities that are kind of a strong suit to start with. And everyone's had an experience where like, oh, I think mom's gonna call and the phone rings and it's mom. Right, right. You have some, but it's learning to have it when you want it, right? And um, back to the the Claire's. So for clairvoyant, it's seeing things just like you're um, seeing a TV show or a movie, right? You're seeing something like that. Um, some people will also see our energy fields around us as well. So that's a high level for clairvoyance. Clairaudience is hearing just like you're hearing my voice now thinking of something someone said, that's different. But hearing it as if like, if you heard it in the room, you would turn your head real quick to see like, who's in the room talking to me. Right, right? yeah, yeah. And um, for, for me, in my, the definitions that I work with, clear, clear sentience is the knowingness. Some, in the knowingness and like, you might go like, oh, this is what I should say. Right, you hear it in your mind versus hearing it with your ears. Right? There's that difference. And clairsentience is the closest to how we will experience oneness when we experience oneness. Um, it's also the hardest one to learn because you're always double thinking, double guessing yourself, going like, did I just make that up? Did my lower self just make that up? Now, right? did, you find, did you find that to be the case because you had been an engineer and so you'd been raised in this environment where proof was in the pudding? It was that, you know, the proof was what was required to believe anything as you were kind of going through your life and knowing you knew things, 
And then learning to kind of hide those pieces within yourself and even kind of shove them behind a wall and shove them on a shelf and put them way back there. As you started, you know, taking these spiritual classes, having been this aerospace engineer, did you find yourself consciously thinking that you're doubting this or making this up in your head? Or was there just that clairsentient knowingness inside that said to you, no, this is, this is a truth for you? Yeah, I love that question. Because, right, honing our skills, there's le- levels of ability. And in the beginning, because I had repressed it for so long and had those beliefs of you have to prove it, uh, a lot of times the information was coming to me very clearly, but I still was doubting it and mistrusting it. And having to feel through that doubt and that mistrust. And the helpful thing is I had my clairvoyance and I'll I'll give definitions for the other two I had as well, where I could self-validate myself. (laughs) Right? Because I could say like, okay, is this really coming from my higher self soul? And for clairvoyance, I teach introductory. It's like, see a traffic light. If it's green, the answer is yes. It's red, the answer is no. And if you see yellow, that means maybe, meaning maybe you didn't ask the right question. Oh, okay. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Maybe you didn't ask the right question or maybe there's more to it, right? That type of thing. And so that was super helpful. Also the fact that for me, the definition of an empathic intuitive People use the word empath a lot with psychology circles today. And it's, to me, very different than if you're an empathic intuitive or feeling other people's emotions. And for the longest time, I couldn't different. I didn't know when I first started dating in my early teens, I would, I would end up dating a guy and then, you know, he, he'd pick me up and we'd go to the movies or whatever. And I'd think, oh, I love him so much. <laughs> and then I, he dropped me off at home and I go like, he's nice, but I don't think I really want to date him. And then we'd go out again. I was picking up on his feelings for me. Right. And, and, and I thought they were mine. So learning to differentiate what's your feelings, what's my feelings. And as my empath developed and I wasn't trying to develop it, right. I'm just trying to heal myself and doing energy healing and spiritual healing to grow and raise my consciousness and hear my blockages, my intuitive ability started honing as a side effect. And I couldn't go to the food store in the middle of a work day with only two other people in the food store without sobbing because I could pick up what, what the other people were feeling. Oh, she, she, her mother died and she feels completely lost and she hasn't dealt with the grief. And I'm feeling the grief as if it's mine, you know? And oh, she, her husband divorced her out of the blue and she has no idea why she still loves him and it's been they were decades married and you know feeling abandoned and lost and judged and I'd get to the cashier to check out and I'd just be sobbing and the cashier would be like what can I do for you honey like, just check me out you know and I'd have to the car for 15 minutes to collect myself before I could actually drive home and I am like I need to learn the next level of me not not taking on their emotions and them as if they were mine. What's I think? A big thing that so many intuitive, I'll say 
you know, I, I'm big on language. So the labels are important to me because I hate the labels, right? That's a total judgment, except that the labels are what we're used to and it's how we communicate. And so whether we like them or not, I do believe in being very careful of the language that we use. Thus, why kick your butts is so important to stop using the language that is negatively reinforcing. And at the same time, there are language pieces that we have to use. And so with quote unquote, highly sensitive individuals, with people who are very intuitive, with people who are very empathic and have very empathic abilities and empathic intuitive abilities, it's so critical. You know, here's another one that I've talked about before is you have to ground yourself. And it's like, well, what the hell does that mean to ground yourself really? Yet it's important that when you're that sensitive, to other people, that you find those ways to shield yourself from that so you can still feel it without being that feeling and bringing it into your own body, which leads into more energy work, right? Definitely, definitely. And uh, I, I'd, I'd love to just, to me, it's kind of hilarious. So I was at the point where I, was at, I couldn't go to the food store during the middle of the day. At that point, I was still working as an engineer and was being sent on a business trip to Las Vegas. And I tried to get out of it because I'm like, I'm going to die. Like, I don't know. Because right, Las Vegas is a center of greed and despair. I, I can't handle a food store with two people in it. Like, I'm going <laughs> to die. So like, and I couldn't tell, I you know, couldn't tell work. Like, I can't handle this, right? And um, they were actually giving me the trip as a boondoggle, too. It was like a gift to me to go to it. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And so I I told work that um, there was family issues going on that I might have to leave during the business trip, so please buy me a refundable ticket. So they, they were willing to do that, and I was doing my energy healing work like no tomorrow. Like, I've already been working on it, but I was doubly working on it. And the, the awesome thing was I got to Vegas and I had a blast. I had fun and we went out dancing at night and it, it was spirit, the universe's way of saying, you did your healing. We're going to show you, we're going to give you validation that you've gotten through this big piece, right? The fact that you were not taking on the, the feelings of greed and overwhelm and despair and all the other discordant emotions around the energy in, in Vegas and able to have just such a wonderful time. Yeah, amazing. So what exactly then you've been you're doing this work now on your own and, and work, you know, diving into yourself for this for healing. What exactly is for those that out, out there you you might not know, maybe you do, I'd love to hear what you believe energy work is and how it's continued to unfold for you stepping into the place where you're at now as this spiritual teacher and you know intuitive energy facilitator. Definitely, yeah. Oh, I love that. And I'm really feeling attached, if you're okay. There was one more intuitive ability I wanted to go over. because it's Oh, absolutely, Because sure. a lot of people have it. And I call that ability kinesthetic, and that's feeling things physically. And you can be feeling things physically of what other people are feeling. They have neck pain and you feel it in your neck. But it also could be, well, my hands are tingling. I know this is a yes from my higher self soul. Like I, I should go forward with this. Uh-huh. No, my yeah. hands aren't tingling. Mm, that's a no. 
So let me let me stop you for a second. I want to point out to you all then, when you feel physical things, let's say you're asking yourself kind of a powerful question at that point in your life, whether it's about you internally or it's something self-developmentally or something, or it's about a situation. If you're asking something over and over and you feel like you're really being open to receiving the answer and you start to notice a physical sensation that is different than something you've previously felt, please work to not go to that place that it's automatically something wrong, that it's a medical thing and that it's something wrong. Check in with yourself, check in with your heart and see, could this be an answer that I'm being given by divinity my own divinity, by grace, by God, by higher power, by my heart, by my soul, whatever the the label is that you want and choose and need to use for yourself, just check in with yourself and ask that. That's a great point, Kim, because so many of us are so quick to feel a pain or to feel a tingling or to feel some particular sensation and automatically jump to the conclusion that it's something negative, bad, wrong something like that. And and it doesn't, a lot of times grace will, I call grace, I say grace simply because I try to stay neutral. I want to stay neutral for how people may respond within themselves. And I learned that through my career as a therapist to just kind of say that it was easier. And so, you know, sometimes grace is going to bash us over the head a bunch of times. And because we're not paying attention, right? And it's kind of like, knock, knock. Like, I want to offer up a quick example, and, and, and I know this is going to tie into what we're going to talk about with energy work, is kind of like, remember that your body has an internal warning system, right? Like, if you have an appendicitis issue, and your appendix is, you know, acting up and flaring up, and it's getting infected, you're going to have pain, and you might disregard it and disregard it and disregard it till it gets so bad you have no choice. Well, sometimes grace does the same thing. And it happens in different ways. And we have to pay attention to what those little like appendix inflamed signs are when it's not really a medical issue so that we we really hone in and pay attention. I think that's how we hear soul language. Yes, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I, I use a similar example saying, you're saying grace, I'll say the universe or spirit it's right, pointing yeah. our attention to learn something or to heal something. You know, first, metaphorically, you, you, you trip over a pebble. And then you trip over a rock. Oh, yeah, I and love that. And then you trip yeah. over a boulder, right? It's like, <laughs> okay, we're going to make it louder. Kim's not hearing it. So let's yeah. make it bigger so she can, right? And then all of a sudden, you're like bashing into a brick wall. Again, metaphorically, it's getting bigger. And now there's alligators behind you. So are you more afraid of the alligators or getting over the wall? Like the universe wants you to learn and grow through love and joy, but also, and if you're not hearing the messages, it's like, well, I know you're going to pay attention if you feel some discomfort. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, so it's like the messages and the signs get bigger and bigger. And bigger. So (laughs) how does that, so what exactly is energy work? So... So even um, physicists today say everything is energy. And that's, that's a very nebulous statement for most people. And so I'll kind of try to bring it down to earth here, right? We learn in school that molecules moving fast are a gas. When they're moving slower, it's a liquid. 
when they're even moving more slowly, it's a solid, but they're still moving. And they can't be moving unless there's energy. So that's showing that everything in the universe is energy. And some of my techie people might say to me, well, Kim, I don't see the molecules moving in the desk here, <laughs> right? And it's like, right, the molecules are so small and they're, and they're moving so slowly that your eyes don't perceive it, but they are still moving. And a great example is if people um, have ever seen, you know, like a 100, 200 plus year old house and it has the original windows, you will see that the bottom of the windows are thicker than the top. It'll look actually like ripples as if water has dripped down because the solids have moved and they've settled to the bottom because of gravity. Ah. So if you've seen that at all, especially in the East Coast, there's older homes. Yeah. You can actually see that. But it, it's, that's, a, that's a visual for it, right? And, and so now we're, now we're taking it to people might have heard of acupressure, acupuncture, right? And in those modalities, the belief is that we have energy pathways in our body. And when they're blocked, that's when we have the bad back or when we get the flu or whatever it might be because the energy is blocked. So people who are using energy healing techniques don't use needles. They focus the energy that's all around us in the universe. Everything is energy. And, and kind of like with a magnifying glass, they're focusing it on you to help unblock blockages, whether the blockages are in your physical body or in your energy field. And I use energy field in specific because in more spiritual circles, people use the word aura, which sounds very out there and woo-woo. But scientifically, we have an energy field that can be measured. And why? And now I'm going to get geeky with my engineering background. <laughs> I love geeky though, too. Forewarning, forewarning. So, right, we have our spinal cord. Messages go up and down our spinal cord. Those are electric messages, chemical electric messages carried by our neurons, right? And a current traveling through a wire creates an energy field. So a current traveling through our spine, which is similar to a wire, is going to create an energy field that's outside your body. And it's about arms length in every direction. It kind of makes a I call it a bubble, your energy bubble, but it is measurable by science and science knows this because of your nervous system is creating it. Yeah. And you know, I, I've got a little bit of a, uh, a tickle in my throat, so I keep turning off my mic and you caught me at mid, mid swallow on that last <laughs> little water swallow there to quell this little tickle that uh, I don't like dry cold. I mean, I don't like cold. Right. I live in the Chicago area where it's like 25 degrees right now and it's kind of dry. And and I like, you know, dry atmospheres like dry heat, dry cold is fine for me. Chicago is not dry. It's actually very humid. It's particularly dry right now, though. So I have just this crazy tickle while Kim and I are talking, which kind of sucks, but it's all it's all good. I can it's keep all going good. if you want. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you know, I, and what I love is that, you know, we don't need to believe that to know that that's true. I mean, we've seen that from physics and science. That is clear as a bell that 
I've talked before, like my clients know through through the years, my friends, family, because, you know, you say it's geeky. I think it's just natural. I don't consider it geeky at all. That, yes, everything is made up of energy and that energy never dies. It just changes forms. So, I mean, you know, we can feel that and sense that and and we know that. And so, so in energy work then, like, so if somebody were to come to you, is it, do you do like a, do you do some kind of formal assessment where you're kind of placing your hands over around their body to kind of feel? Because, you know, to me, that aura, whether one wants to call that woo-woo or not, that field that we feel, come on, people, haven't you ever been around somebody that when you meet them, you see them from afar, they seem nice enough or whatever, but as you get closer and then they're like just a few feet in front of you and you meet them, there's some kind of weird feeling you get or off feeling or, or even an excited feeling. It, it doesn't have to be negative. Just that you're picking up that maybe what you might term vibe, that, that vibe from them. Well, that's the energy field that we're picking up. So when you meet someone then, or, or when you start to work with someone, if someone comes to you, Kim, do you, like, how, how does that work then? Yeah. With what you do? Well, that's, that's a long answer. So let's see if I can give, give a shorter answer. So with my intuitive abilities, I actually have clients uh, across the United States and in the UK, and hopefully across the world at some point soon. So I don't have to be in the same room with you. I, I can do what's called remote viewing. Sure. Okay. So, um, I can see you and, and use my intuitive abilities as well to uh, pick up on your energy field. And um, right now I'm, I'm just hearing hearing some of your listeners going like, that's crazy. And so I want to give it a great example for that, that people have experienced themselves. So everyone has heard of a story of someone is going into the hospital and everyone at the church or the synagogue is going to stay and pray while that person is having surgery. So they are not in the hospital, let alone the surgical room. They're in the church or the community room or whatever, and they're all praying for the well-being of this person in the surgery. The story always goes that the surgeon comes out of the surgery and says, that was the most amazing, smooth, fast, successful surgery I've ever seen what happened, right? And prayer is energy, right? You're focusing your thoughts. So you weren't even in the same building let alone the same room, but that energy impacted how that surgery went, right? So with an energy healer, they're being even more focused because they're picking up on the person they're interacting with. And so it can be done long distance. So that's my little, about long distance <laughs> <laughs> my little ex- ex- explanation. And a lot of clients will, will say, when I first started, you know, 15 plus years ago, most of my clients were in person. And then I moved four hours away. And so we we needed to do long distance. And most of my clients at the time were like, yeah, I understand, but I don't know. I don't think it'll be the same. And hmm." And I'm like, let's just try for 15 minutes, see how you feel. And if you don't like it, we'll call it. And not only did they love it, they would feel where my hands were. They would feel my hands. So I had to make sure of telling them of like, hey, I'm moving my hands from your head to your shoulders. 
because all of a sudden they'd say like, I feel, I feel someone's hands on my shoulders. Is that like, and you know, I don't know what, what's going on. I'm like, Oh, I shifted to your shoulders. I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you. Uh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so, so, and they, and they were people who would say they weren't intuitive. They'd never experienced any intuition is how they would say it. And they're having this experience. So neither here nor there, but um, yeah, my, my classes for teaching what a session is like are, are in depth, but high level is, um, is one we want to have the person have um, a clear intention of what they want to focus on for that session. So people, when they realize how intuitive I am, they start getting worried like, oh my gosh, are you searching through my psyche and finding out all my dark secrets? And, and, and I say, well, I can, but I won't. I feel that I call that psychic voyeurism. That's inappropriate to do. That's why I'm asking you to have that clear intention as to what we're going to focus on for today's session. Right? So I only ask to be seen what, you know, if someone says, um, you know, I have the bad back and I want to heal it. So I'll ask to be seen what are blockages related to the bad back that are ready to be healed, ready to be released today and are appropriate for me to help facilitate the release of. That's all I'm aware of. That's all I to be aware of. Doesn't matter if I see other things because it's not appropriate to talk about it, right? Or it's not ready to be dealt with. So why bother? So is it, is it kind of like, like mind reading? Again, I understand this. I want you all to know, because I'm, I'm, I'm working to ask the questions that I know you're asking and you want to know, because Kim and I could talk for hours and hours at like these, what you guys might call these geeky levels, right? Because, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, why do you think I adore her, right? Okay, so but is it like mind reading, Kim? No, no. So what I do, and thank you for asking that, because um, I'm not, I'm not always clear in my communication. Language is quite dense, and it's it's hard to communicate with yeah. language a lot. So thank you for that. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm asking my higher self soul to talk to their higher self soul as to what, what is the highest plan for today. So yeah. you are basically the uplink AT&T operator from your soul <laughs> to their soul. Yes, I'm like the sort translator. Of, yeah, the, there you go. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So like, have you found throughout time then as you were stepping in and moving away from, I guess we'll say the role of being the aerospace engineer, the role of the person who had been taught to need proof and to, you know, you have to see it to believe it kind of thing. As you are stepping away from that and more into trusting your intuition, trusting your higher self soul, did you find that there were limits and boundaries that you were coming up against, like negative self-talk in your head, some of the old conditioned stuff of see it to believe it kind of thing? Or is it even as you were diving into, you know, more to even deeper parts of your your talent and your skill and your intuitive abilities did you find yourself coming up against any kind of self-talk or limitation or boundaries that were kind of holding you back a little bit yes all the time <laughs> 
I love that. Now, people, if you could have seen her face, right? We're just, we record, we record uh, the audio and the video. Here's the truth. Because you guys know how transparent I am, right? So we record the audio and the video, but you only get the benefit of the, the, the audio. Someday, maybe I'll go to video, but not yet. And so if you could have seen Kim's face, I asked the question and she knows the answer. And then there's like this moment of thought in her head. I could see it on her face. That's like, well, yeah, (laughs) but it's like, wait a minute. Well, yeah. So I'm sorry. It was just fun. You're just fun. It was fun. I mean, if you talk to, I don't know, it doesn't matter to me what people's belief systems are. I believe they're all, all going to the same place, you know, so you can ask, any ascended master or an angel or God or Allah or whoever you talk to and believe in, are you still working and healing and growing spiritually? And they will say yes. Right. So there's always something. And and a lot of times I see clients, uh, some weekly, some every couple of weeks or once a month type of thing. And some of the weekly people will say, Oh, is it awful that I'm coming to you every week? And I said, no, the sessions we're doing today, I do on myself twice a day. It's important to me to grow spiritually. For myself, a side effect is that it helps my clients and students because the more you heal yourself, the more energy you can channel, the more clear guidance you have, the more you can help others. Absolutely. So, you know, so you have come across some of those limits and boundaries. What, what kind of, what was that but moment for you then that kind of place where you were sitting in that blank, but that you kind of then moved through and kicked, you know, that presented its own kind of limit or boundary. Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, there's, there's infinite number. Um, But let's, let's tell something maybe fun is when I started my spiritual path and learning all these energy healing and spiritual techniques. My goal was for me, learning them for me, to help me grow spiritually. I did not want to be a spiritual teacher. I did not want to be an energy healing facilitator. And I said so to my teacher all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And the universe bashed you on the head and said, aw, how sweet. That was my limit. That was my butt. Yeah. Right? But yeah. it was like, I'll do this butt. And 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 the universe was just going, Oh, Kim, so <laughs> sweet. She really thinks that she's not aw. You know what? It's okay. <laughs> we'll just let her keep learning and growing. She thinks it's all for herself. We know the truth. <laughs> right? Yes. And 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 then and then I was got to the point of, well. I will teach this one specific energy healing class, but that's all. <laughs> anything else. Yeah. And, and then it was, well, I will do energy healing sessions at this metaphysical store, but no other stores. Uh-huh. Because they would have healers and psychics and come in to be their guest to do set, mini sessions for, for people coming to the store to shop. Sure. So the limit, the limit kept moving. The butt kept moving. <laughs> <laughs> I got through the one butt, and then there was the next butt. <laughs> I love that. I lo- and there'll be more, I'm sure, right? Of course. I mean, it's daily. 
of breaking through breaking through those limits and those butts. <laughs> um, yeah, and and you know, then it was okay. I'll teach all the classes, and I'll have private clients, but I won't be on the internet. Ah, uh, right? Uh-huh, right. Now I'm having to come out of the spiritual closet to the world versus the community that knows me. Right. And that's scary, right? Because you it don't is. know if people are going to accept you or reject you or how they're going to respond. And well, you know, and, and there were so many things that we wanted to talk about today. And we are already like, I, time has flown by. I think we're already over an hour, which, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, I've done some long interviews before. The problem is, is that Kim and I could literally go for, I'm sure, hours, right? So I would love, there was one question I had wanted to ask you, which was kind of, you know, about how we manifest, right? And why manifestation fails and and what we really can do to succeed. And I think even though we're already like, at an hour or over an hour, I would love, and thank you all for being patient, I would love, Kim, if you could answer that question that, you know, what are those two reasons why manifestation fails, what we can do to succeed? Because I think so many of my audience struggles with, they have those ideas about their future. They see their future, they know things, they, they, they know they're capable, they, they know they're talented. They know they have gifts. Maybe as an entrepreneur, they're, they're moving forward and building their business. And then they come up against that place where something feels like it's blocking or stopping them or holding them back. And they can get caught up in their head, just like I've done and still do sometimes myself, where it's like, wow, wh- what am I not manifesting or what am I manifesting? that is not allowing me to keep moving forward. So I would love for you to answer that yeah. uh, before we wrap up. <laughs> I'm laughing because that's this not a quick answer, but I can give a high level answer. And I've also, I've created some videos that I'm going to put on my YouTube channel that has no videos on it right now. So <laughs> um, I've created some on manifesting where I dive deeper for, you know, like 20 minutes, a half an hour. So if people are saying, Kim, I love what you've said right now, but I'm, I need to hear more. Definitely, you can get on my website and find the link to my YouTube channel there. Oh, yeah. Um, no, tell me your website first so we don't forget. I mean, we'll say it again at the end, but make sure you go ahead and plug your, your website. I want people to be able to find you and get to your YouTube channel to learn more about this because I know we're we're just barely, barely scratching the surface. Yeah, and for me... What I'm so passionate about is helping to empower people so they can be more empowered on their life path forward. So these YouTube videos are free, right? It's like, I want to give, and people say like, well, Kim, aren't you going to like run out of clients and students? I'm like, no, there's 7 billion people on the planet. Right. right? <laughs> and, and also people who are seekers. I have a lot of clients that, that are intuitives and energy healers around uh, the US and the UK that come to like, they want to get to their next level so that they can help their clients get to the next sure, level. Sure, right? exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um, my website <laughs> is bethechangenow.com. That's bethechangenow.com. Right from Gandhi's quote, be the change you wish to see in the world. I'm adding be the change now, not someday when I have time. And it's, it's, do little things every day because all the little things 
add up to something big. Absolutely. That is that is one of my favorite all-time quotes. And I noticed for those of you, like when I have a guest on my show, there's a form, there's a lengthy form that they fill out to be a guest on my show. And one of the things, um, you know, Kim had had put that quote down and she had written Mohandas Gandhi, right? And I have heard that and I've also heard Mahatma Gandhi. And so I was thinking to myself, I wonder if I should ask her in the beginning of the show, like, who do you think really was the first one that kind of basically said that? Do you think it was Mohandas? Do you think it was Mahatma? And like, who cares? Does it matter? Because yeah, to me, it's who cares? Does it it's, matter? Right. Because it's, right? Yeah. it's be that change you wish to see in the world. That is one of my most used and favorite quotes, because if we can step into who we are meant to be and who we are at the core and literally come from a place of beingness instead of doing this in that space day to day. And we're, well, look, we're human. We're not going to, to be that all the time. We're going to do and we're going to fall down and we're going to make choices that don't really move us forward and aren't in our best and highest and aren't really aligned with soul and with our heart-centered voice. And yet if we have awareness and we can step into that place of being that change and saying, you know what, today I'm not going to make that same choice like I did yesterday. That wasn't really in alignment and in my best and highest interest, it didn't feel that great. So today I'm not going to make that choice. And even though I'm kind of scared to make this new choice, screw it, I'm going to do it anyway. So my God, I love, I love that that's your website, right? Be the change now. That's awesome. People, you've got to go there. Yet another reason why we love each other so much. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I've kind of teased them with the manifestation. I kind of feel, I would kind of, I would kind of feel bad if we didn't. Is there a super quick way like, okay, what are the, what are those reasons? I'll try to be quick. And, and I'm also feeling very attached just to share, just to tie up a, a piece that we were talking about with a bow about people um, getting sick and, and sometimes the medical community can't find it, it's because the blockage can be in your energy field, right? Versus your physical body. So they can't find it. There was a client once who she brought her mother to see me. Her mother lived in um, Croatia and had been to doctor after doctor, losing weight, in pain, couldn't get out of bed for almost 12 months. She was dying. And they couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. And she came to the U.S. to visit her daughter, who was a client of mine. We had a session, and, the, and she kept saying, my spleen, my spleen hurts so bad. I have so much pain. And they kept saying, you were fine. Like, not only is your spleen fine, your whole body's fine. The blockage was in her energy field, and it was attached to her spleen on the physical level. Wow. We cleared it, and she walked out pain-free and completely fine. Yeah. I love that. I love that. People can be aware of that. That's, that's the benefit of energy healing is you're working on your emotional bodies, your mental bodies, your energy, your whole energy field, let alone the energy that is in your physical body and on the cellular level, the DNA level. Right. Absolutely. Because we are much more than just our physical and mind bodies. People you've heard me talk about physical body, emotional body, spiritual body, mental body, psychological body, you know, like we are more like when we say, like when Kim and, and me and other people, when we say things like that, like we're not messing around, people. Like <laughs> there, there is more to us than just what you believe is blood, blow, bone, mast cell structure and this consciousness of your 
you know, kind of mind body, there is so much more. And if you're, if you're just a little open, that's why I do this show and why I bring on people like him is to help you guys see the different perspectives and the different expertises that are out there. Like Kim didn't come to this. She didn't wake up one day and go, gee, I'm an aerospace engineer working on a payload for NASA, and I feel like I'm going to get all fucking woo-woo on you. <laughs> and again, pardon the language, you know, I mean, I keep it real, but I know not always all people that are listening and my guests, you know, sometimes maybe I can go a little, a little too bold or a little too crazy. But here's the truth, like, you know, we're not waking up one day, people, and just going, hmm, I think I want to start pulling the veil over people's eyes and calling myself an intuitive, you know, and spiritual teacher and an intuitive energy facilitator, and I'm going to do this and that. And like, we come to this place because we've had experiences, and yet we've maybe had to get bashed on the head a bunch of times by the universe. We were open, though to the possibility that this could be another way, not a better way, just a different way, just a different way of looking at things. So, you know, thank you for that, Kim, because I think it's really important that people realize that even if your intuitive hit was that they're kind of like, oh, I don't know if that's true or if that could be the case, you offering that up to them and me now reiterating to to just kind of stay in that open space it kind of lends into that whole manifestation piece right because that's part of the old not old but part of the whole movement of that law the law of attraction and the secret many years ago with manifestation and where people have become somewhat jaded to some degree because they said i tried to manifest and it didn't work and it didn't work <laughs> what happened see that that stuff is crap when that's not the case. So what, what are those kind of two things that you found are reasons why manifestation can not be successful? Yeah. And we want, I definitely want to honor all the people who participated in the movie, the secret and oh, for sure. Law of attraction teachings, they're teaching introductory manifestation. And that's why it doesn't always work because it's the introductory level and there's more levels to learn and more skills to learn. So I'm going to jump in and assume you know about getting your clear vision, but the first reason manifestation fails is because you're trying to manifest from your lower self, from your ego, versus manifesting from your higher self soul, uh, mm -hmm. from your God self, right? Um, and so I could say, I want to win the lottery and I want to win a billion dollars. That's not the highest plan for me this lifetime. So that is not that is coming from my ego in greed, and maybe not even in greed, just like, oh, I want the prestige or, or whatever it might be of the reasons why, but that's not coming from my higher self soul. Now, someone who's a billionaire could definitely be coming from their higher self soul because that is their path for this lifetime. So it's not that you're a bad person if you're wealthy, not at all, but if you're manifesting something from your lower self, from your ego self, then you either are going to not get it at all or you'll get it and lose it, get it and lose it. How many people do you know of where it's like, oh, I got this great job or this great contract and I'm making really good money now. Oh, I lost it and now I'm on welfare. And oh, oh I got this great job again, right? They're getting it and losing it because 
the, the particular job they're getting is not their life path and what their soul is wanting them to do. So yes, for sure. And, and totally agreed. What do you do though, then if you have somebody who is doing kind of what appears to be a higher calling level of work, let's say I'm out there and I'm passionate about helping people who are homeless and, you know, find homes and get back into kind of a job situation. Because contrary to popular belief, everybody, not all people who are homeless are drug addicts or lazy. And so what happens if you have somebody like that who is wishing to manifest and working to manifest not millions, but a a whole lot more money in funding or sourcing or something like that, because they know that they can do more work, they can reach more people, and that never manifests. Yeah, that leads to the, to the second reason why manifesting is not successful. And so the first one is, okay, are, are, are we manifesting? Are we wanting to manifest something from our higher self soul? If that's a yes, then the next step is, the truth is, it is manifest immediately on the etheric, but it will take time to come into form for two reasons. One is divine timing, and the other one is how long it takes you to clear the blocks to allow it to be willing to receive it into your life. Love that. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. right, so, okay, great. We got to clear our blocks. But when we talk about, well, at least back in the day when I took psychology classes, they would show a triangle and they split it into three sections. And the tip of the triangle was your conscious mind. Then under that was your subconscious and under that was your unconscious. Right. It might be backwards, but it's a triangle. No, you got it. You so got the majority it. of the triangle is the subconscious and the unconscious. So the majority of who we are is our subconscious and unconscious. Well, what's that? That's energy. And what's that? That's all of your lifetimes. So you can be thinking about, I, I, I feel like I, uh, I'm worthy of receiving X amount of dollars. I feel the universe, grace, God, goddess, spirit, whatever word you want to use, wants you to have food, clothing, and shelter, and vacations, and social activities, right? <laughs> it's not wanting you to live the life of a pauper, right? And so it's like, what am I doing to block that and oh this the second piece of why manifestation fails is can i access that subconscious and unconscious that energy the energy from other lifetimes as well that is blocking me from allowing this to come into form and it can be that some people have that belief of you know money is the root of all evil and consciously you'll say kim no i don't have that belief but it's in your subconscious and unconscious. Right, so right. Conscious mind doesn't exactly. have it. So in an energy healing session, we're becoming aware of that and healing that. Let's take that out. <laughs> Let's replace that with you. You deserve abundance. And boom, you can change on a dime. That is why, you know, the, cli the clients that were trying to get pregnant for eight years got pregnant after only one session with me it was they had blockages from past lives that were blocking them. The medical community wouldn't find that. The medical community said, you are both fine and healthy. We do not know why you are not getting pregnant. We just think you should adopt. Wow. <laughs> that yeah. was their answer. We don't know why. You're fine and healthy. Both reproductive systems are working, right? But we cleared out that, those two lifetimes 
where they had beliefs of, I can't have a baby because the king is going to take it away from me because I'm mistress of the king and the king, the queen hasn't had any children. So they're going to say it's hers and I'll never uh, meet again. Right. Right. And I know all that sounds crazy. And, no, it and doesn't. Not, the husband and wife that came to me for the session, they actually said to me, we don't believe in past lives. And I said, you don't have to. And their, their baby is now not a baby anymore. She's 11 years old. That's awesome. Gosh, I, I just love those stories like that. So if someone was, let's say, you know, you can deal with anything. If someone had like a severe anxiety they'd been dealing with for a really long time or even kind of depressive issues, could they benefit from energy work as well? If they're dealing with some like, really heavy emotional stuff, even let's, let's dive into even like post-traumatic stress or incredibly high stress levels or any of those kind of things that from the psychological perspective have been given these very harsh and definitive labels. If people like that, uh, not people, but if they were experiencing some of those kinds of symptoms and challenges, would they benefit from working with someone like you who's, who's helping them work from that energy field place? Yes, because everything is energy. Your right, physical, okay, beautiful. Right? So energy healing, we can work on physical, mental, emotional, uh, even spiritual. Like, I want to have more peace in my life. Yeah, right? love that. Right. More love. I've had clients that were um, considered clinically depressed and going to counseling as well as on medication, coming for sessions. And after some sessions, they were able to with the, the guidance of their counselor as well, wean back on their medication to coming off of it to, they don't need counseling anymore, right? To that point. So very, very empowering shifts of things that can, that can happen during sessions, whether it's anxiety or depression, post-traumatic stress, um, trauma. Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm a firm believer that you can do therapy without medication but you can never do medication without therapy. That's just my personal and professional opinion that if you're on medication for anything from an emotional, psychological, mental standpoint, please go out and find someone, whether it's a licensed clinical professional that you're going to talk to as a, as a therapist or a counselor, whether it is a, a coach who is trained and deals with that kind of stuff. Like I'm unique. I'm a licensed therapist and a coach. So someone like me, you could deal with that, but not all coaches, even if they're certified or therapists, even they, I, I really implore upon you, find an energy healer, find someone like Kim, get some kind of assistance. So Kim, if someone wanted to reach out to you, well, you've generously offered something to the audience today, right? Yes. So yeah, I'd like to offer to your audience that they can have a complimentary, a free 20 minute discovery session with me that oh, wow. ask any questions that they have and see more about what I do and see how I can help serve and help empower them on their path forward. Oh, that's so generous. Thank you so much. That's beautiful. People, please take advantage of this. Kim is dynamic and I'm sure that you will not be disappointed you may not think that 20 minutes is a lot of time, but trust me when I tell you being in the same arena as Kim is, we can do a lot in 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. We can do an enormous amount, right? You may have been 
conditioned to believe that things have to be hard and take a long time, they don't. And we've talked about that before. And I know Kim believes that and knows that because she lives it. She's seen it, right? So how would they get in touch with you again, Kim, if they were interested in, in kind of connecting with you to, to either take you up on your generous offer of, a, of a, a discovery call or even do some work with you directly? Yes. So my website is the best place to get in touch with my videos and to sign up for sessions. That is bethechangenow.com. Love that. Bethechangenow.com. All right, Kim. So before we say ciao, what is your kick your butts kind of advice that you would want to offer up to the audience? Yeah, I would say you can do way more and you're way more powerful than you believe you are. Oh, God. Mm. Let's just sit with that for a second, people. Kim, thank you so much for being here today. I am so honored that you joined us today for this amazing and dynamic conversation. Energy is what the planet is, what we all are. And I would invite you all to step into exactly what Kim said. We are more than we know, and we are more powerful than we are powerless. The difference is we have to step into the belief that we can walk our infinite path of infinite possibilities. Thank you again, Kim, for being here. I love you all. I'm excited to see you in a week where we will have another dynamic conversation about I have no clue. Who cares? Just tune in next week and we'll find out and continue this amazing conversation about obliterating your butts, your boundaries, your excuses, and your limitations. So go out there and kick your butts to oblivion. And I'll see you next week. Ciao for now. You've been listening to Kick Your Butts, where sitting on your butts is no longer an option, figuratively and literally. To access the show notes and important links from today's episode, please visit kickyourbutts.com. While you're there, please share your Kick Your Butt story by clicking the Start Recording button. It might just be included in a future episode. Thanks for listening today. Now get out there and kick those butts to the curb.